six sides of school I fat it no for today I hit the radio dial and turn it up all the way I play Hey everybody and welcome back to the UK Hockey Fan Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm Finn. And we're back with another bumper episode for you guys. Um, so much has been happening around hockey and uh, in, in our own world of hockey as well as the NHL and the EIHL and all sorts of stuff happening. So I'm really excited to get this um, episode kicked off. And the uh, the first thing to talk about is the fact that it is today... A game day? It is a game day, yeah. So <laughs> Finn, <laughs> Finn's got a game today. Uh, playing in Alexander Palace today. Yeah, it's a it's pretty. Is it like a famous rink in London? I think it's a famous palace that now has a rink in it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Finn's got a game against Harringay, so we'll have to uh, keep things moving because we got to leave uh, in a little while to do that. Uh, it's also Super Bowl Sunday. That is true. I have been seeing that. I forgot. And more important than any of that, it is Groundhog Day. I don't know what, what is that. I actually don't know what that is. <laughs> Man, you're British. Right, so gra- <laughs> Groundhog Day. All our listeners um, in North America, and probably, to be honest, around the world, will know what ground- Groundhog Day is. But I'm going to just give it a few details um, that you might not have known. So Groundhog Day is a uh, tradition that's actually over 200 years old. Okay. It has to do with predicting when spring will come. And how much, like how much winter is left for countries that suffer from a uh, a properly cold winter, all down to I think when uh, you can uh, probably plant your crops or something to do with that. I would guess. Okay. I think it's originally it's a really old tradition. Uh, it it predates the use of any groundhogs or any ground <laughs> groundhog <laughs> intelligence. <laughs> And uh, and I think it used to be something along the lines of, on February the 2nd, which is today, um, if it's overcast, uh, spring is coming soon. Okay. If it's a clear day and the sun is out, uh, it means that there's six more weeks of winter. Now, where that becomes relevant to it being actually a groundhog day is that... I think, you know, a really long time ago, I don't know, I looked this up, and I think it's like, uh, so there's there's two groundhogs that I know of, two official <laughs> groundhogs that I know of. Billy and Bob. No. The two groundhogs? No. It's Phil. So <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil is the one made famous by the movie called Groundhog Day. Okay. Uh, and then, so he's in the States, and then in Canada, or certainly, there's at least one that I know of, um, not too far from where uh, where I'm from. Uh, called Wyerton Willie. Okay. <laughs> in Wyerton, Ontario. Oh. And uh, and so the deal is is that on February the 2nd, they get these critters, and uh, the idea is, is that they come out of their hole, and if a groundhog sees its shadow, there's six more weeks of winter. If he doesn't see his shadow, it's going to be an early spring. And so if you think think about it, it relates to the, uh, in terms of the actual weather phenomena that's happening, it's basically that if it's sunny out, the sun will shine and therefore the groundhog will see its shadow. If it's overcast, there's no sun and it won't see its shadow. So this goes all the way back to those hundreds of years ago when they said if it's overcast, it's uh, going to be an early spring. 
i.e. the groundhog wouldn't have seen its shadow. Yeah. If it's sunny, he would see his shadow, and therefore it's six more weeks of winter. So that's how they tied up those two long things. Anyway, Groundhog Day today. I'm quite excited. I can't wait to find out <laughs> what happens. <laughs> what happens in a country nowhere near us. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, all around the world, right? Here in uh, England today, it is sort of sunny and about 12 degrees. So, who gives a stuff about Groundhog Day anyway? I mean, basically, we had no winter this year, but I probably jinxed us now. <laughs> if we get snow here at all, it's usually in the month of February. Or uh, last year, it was like in March for some unknown reason. Or even later, yeah. So, uh, our, stump, our singular dump of snow for the year might be yet to come. Anyway, should we move on to talking some more about hockey? Yeah, let's go for it. So, um, right. All-Star event. So, since we were on last, the All-Star event has come and gone. And uh, the, the most exciting thing for me was the same as it was last year, which is, if you remember, those people that have been listening to us for, for some time will remember that last year, the big thing for us was the fact that they included some uh, professional uh, women's hockey players, finally. And, um, and that actually was down to the fact that I think that they had a couple gaps that they wanted to fill in and, and something like that. I know that sounds really cynical, but I, I think it was more accidental than by design. I don't think that anybody there really said, right, this is the year that we're going to involve some women. I think that it was um, a byproduct of them needing uh, some extra players. And um, But lo and behold, of course, what, what happened was a huge groundswell of popularity. Uh, um, everybody around the world loved the fact that, that, uh, that these professional athletes have been included. Uh, the fact that there are women means nothing to anybody in, the, in terms of they're just great hockey players. And uh, so this year, they invited them. They, everybody knew that there would be um, some more pro women hockey players there. And uh, so they invited a bunch, and, uh, and they even... Um, not only did they have them involved in the various skills events and whatnot, but they also did a uh, couple, uh, is it three on three? The three on three matches? Three on three, yeah. So they even held a couple of those, and I believe one of them was USA versus Canada uh, sort of grudge match or something like that. Is that right? Yes, yeah, so it was the women's three on three, uh, Canada v. USA three on three game. Right. And who won that game? Canada. Boop, boop. Uh, yeah, so anyway, some of the... Um, the great players from last year were there, and I think a couple new faces as well. Uh, certainly, um, I know that uh, Kendall Coyne was there, who's one of our faves, one of the fastest skater, professional um, hockey skaters in the world, uh, regardless of gender. And uh, who else was there? Hillary Knight was there. Decker was there, I think. Uh, Renata Fast, she yep. there? Yep. Um, I'm just off the top of my head trying to remember. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find the lines here quick. Uh, so... Uh, so obviously, some great Canadian, a French Canadian goalie was there. Um, you know, I don't know all their names and, and whatnot. Uh, Just I like remember I don't know the name she of was, every. The Canadian goalie was amazing, like actually amazing. As in, on the uh, broadcast, they were talking about how she could probably make the NHL if they were allowed. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, you think certainly, and again, this is not meaning to uh, diminish anyone's performance, but I could definitely see uh, those. Uh, goalies easily slotting into somewhere like the OHL, uh, absolutely, and uh, and really giving anybody there a run for their money, and very possibly making it up into the proper show. Who knows? Opportunity is what it's all about. It's the same with the what we bang on about here all the time, and that um, what makes a good hockey player? Well, more ice time. And the problem in the UK is there's no ice time. So anyway, yep. uh, so any highlights for you, Finn, from the All Star uh, All Star event? Um, I mean, you know, you had Mitch Marner and the Shooting Stars. I mean, completely snubbed. He 100% won that. Um, 
but um ha- so have you seen the have you seen steve dangles um videos no some of them oh no so, so he, steve was there yeah so steve was there with his uh with sportsnet with right the, um online i think he does like online media or something on um yeah what do you call it not not like uh, in the mainstream kind of thing yeah yeah um but he was there and um if you listen to his podcast he says he tells a couple of the stories that he had so they when you're in a in an organization like that you sit in a room basically and uh, the players will come to you so they'll come around and do yeah, interviews yeah. with different yeah, people yeah. so he had interviews with like um freddie anderson for example yeah and the big thing with him he said that he didn't really understand the humor so dangle made dangle made a joke and he was like and he took it seriously or something yeah and he was like well, what does that mean or something and then yeah, yeah. apparently on the way out he was like he was talking to his um uh guide or whatever there's my i don't know what you call it manager yeah and he was like i don't know what, i don't know what it means yeah it's, it's so funny and then apparently like uh jordan bennington he's a pretty funny guy too yeah yeah and then he also asked asked uh, questions about who they th- who the players thought other than their own team would win the stanley cup yeah and some guys some 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 guy who he didn't name uh said uh who, who's in last place right now and dangle said detroit and he said them yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> listen let's jump on the bennington thing just while you've mentioned his name there yeah bennington versus the beebs oh that hasn't happened yet no no i know but um but the uh <clears throat> you know just the what do you call it the um wind up to it or whatever yeah uh, so this is where uh justin bieber who uh regular listeners will uh remember uh was uh, born and raised in the same small town in southwestern Ontario as myself. Uh, we both l- learned to play hockey in Stratford, Ontario. He went on to be a global uh, singing sensation, and I went on to become just a dude uh, playing rec hockey and living in the UK. <laughs> just just a dude. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Bie- Bieber... Uh, said, made some public comments about how he could score one on Bennington, right? And uh, Bennington met this challenge. I think this was over social media or Twitter or something like that. Uh, Bennington came back and said, well, I'll bet you 10 grand that that you can't score on me. And uh, so essentially, I'm obviously abridging this whole story. Essentially, it's down to 10 grand. A winner uh, gets 10 grand to donate to the charity of their choosing. And uh, Justin Bieber is going to take uh, try and score a goal on Bennington, right? Am I right? Yep. No, he gets so he gets ten ten tries basically. He gets ten tries to so, score. So you know, like in a shootout, you have like ten rounds or something. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Basically, he just gets like ten penalty shots. Right, and all he has to do is score one of those. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Bennington's too good. So on uh, social media, I also saw some video clips of Justin Bieber practicing his stick handling and i have to say even with 10 shots the chances to me seem remote yep uh he is uh no great shakes with a with a with a hockey stick but anyway uh it's interesting interesting development and um just you mentioning bennington but let's jump back to the all-star game again for a second what about al mcginnis yeah so that was kind of a weird thing so in the hardest shot if you haven't watched uh, the highlights already um, harder shot is probably the big thing, you know, like everyone wants to see that because it's just so sick. How yeah, people so can... it's slap shot. Yeah, sorry, yeah. And uh, harder slap shot, and uh, obviously they time it with the old radar gun or whatever it is, whatever technology they're using there now. <laughs> yeah. And um, one of, uh, like, the guy who had the, the fastest shot when I was a kid or whatever was, uh, was Al McGuinness. And uh, so they had Al McGuinness turn up there, and uh, he turns up with his Woody uh, Sherwood PMP. So I thought I was setting the trend for uh, reviving uh, Sherwood wood, wooden Sherwood PMPs, 
as uh, people will have seen from our uh, recent uh, posts on uh, Instagram and whatnot. So we went on the Canadian tour, and I used a Sherwood, an old Sherwood PMP for the whole of that everywhere we played hockey. Uh, but sure enough, here's Al McGinnis turns up at the All-Star game, and he's got a wooden Sherwood as well, and uh, lines up and smacks one. How fast, Finn? 100.4, Red. 100.4 miles per hour. Miles per hour. And... Um, uh, so the crowd went nuts and everything else, and that was his original record, I think, back in the day. And nobody could believe that, uh, you know, hey, McGinnis has still got it, and he's just swatted one 104 miles an hour with an old wooden stick. And so it was funny and great. And uh, and I think, obviously, uh, rumors circulate since then to say that was all actually a bit of a put-on and that there's no way that he uh, actually hit one that fast. They just had it set up to look like that. So you know why people thought that? No. So people thought because that was his overall this, that was his, his all-time record right that exact number 100.4 miles per hour was his exact record yeah 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 also when it hit the net it didn't look as hard as when some other people would tune at like 97 miles an hour you know yeah yeah and i mean the ultimate winner who was um who who won it wasn't shea weber this year was it of course it was shea weber was it <laughs> of course it was and what was his uh 109 no no, so the the record um, in the NHL is 108.8 set by Zdeno Chara. Right. Um, and then a few years ago, Shea Weber, not when he played for Nashville in Nashville, got it 108.4, I think. Right. Uh, this year, he got it 106.5, I believe. Right. And so Al McGinnis, <laughs> with his wooden stick, apparently hit 104 mile an hour in there. Yeah. Yeah. So 100.4. Yeah. So 100. Oh, 100.4. Yeah, no, 100. Not 104. Okay. But even 100. Even 100 is kind of mad. <laughs> yeah. But it was a great moment. And great to see McGinnis there. And he was out in the ice with all the other guys um, swatting them. Uh, any other uh, headlines from the, the All Star game? Or the, well, so, the All Star event in general? So there are a few more. I do want to go back to the women's game because I, I found the lines now and I kind of want to talk about that. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of okay. cool. Well, yeah, go for that. Um, you want to go for the now? Yeah, yeah. Talk about that. All right. So. We, as we said, we had there were some big names there. You know, some people we saw last year for like of Brianna Decker, Kendall Coyne. Uh, Kendall Coyne, by the way, one of the fastest skaters in the world, I think, in hockey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she almost beat McDavid the other year. Yeah. Um, but they had so she was she was a really good player, and uh, H- Hillary Knight is probably one of the best uh, female players in the USA. Um, but the big the big talk, um, other than having people like Marie Philippe Poulain, who got like who won the um point uh what was it total total point whatever uh what would you call it uh not not record you know the season record kind of thing yeah the she she got the total the most points in a season or whatever yeah uh when she when she played uh in the cwhl um but the the big talk was uh anne renee debien right uh the canada goalie that's right because she made some crazy saves like she made like four breakaway saves and things like that and uh, even the announcers were saying that if women were allowed to play in the NHL, uh, you she she could probably a hundred percent play, you know? Yeah. Because she's an amazing goalie. Yeah, uh, totally. What, what's the goalie? Um, the female goalie, Dau or whatever. What is it? Uh, who actually played for Lightning he, or whatever? Yeah, played for the Lightning so, in a couple so that's games. That's a Rume. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, she was awesome too. Um, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely could uh, could have have a go as I was saying uh, a minute ago. Could definitely get herself a spot i would imagine in the somewhere like the ohl or the ahl or something like that and again then it's just ice time and opportunity is the only thing standing between her i would guess in the nhl right yeah and um but the the, the other uh, big thing about that is the is the way that the women were playing 
and that they were like, oh, we're, we're not going to like play almost like a proper game. We're just going to do this. Is We're going to play, play, play obviously, like uh, try and get as many goals as possible. Yeah. But we're going to showcase what we can do. Yeah. And you had like, like literally, it was like Marie-Philippe Poulain, like put it through her own legs, through someone else's legs, took it and like almost scored or hit the crossbar or something. And I was like, like, it's crazy. Like you see Matthews doing that in the NHL. Yeah. And you had this, this, uh, this female player absolutely like almost destroy everyone. It's crazy. Amazing. I yeah, I really wish that. Um, that we could see more of that. You know. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I, I've heard rumors of um, on a Dangle podcast as well, and on like NHL Network and stuff, uh, and including this game, and that I'm pretty sure there are rumors of a league that's going to be more connected to the NHL and will, for women. Yeah. So there was. Um, I don't want to go too far into this because there's a bit of controversy around. No. Yeah. Hundred percent. But um, there's something uh, that I saw an official statement that came out from the Professional Women's Hockey League or whatever it is, and um, and not meaning to diminish it, I just don't know what it's exactly what it's called. But um, but there are a few things said by I think by accident and whatnot about it all. They haven't settled. Things haven't settled down there yet. But clearly behind the scenes, they're working on pulling together they a still proper have the, um, pro they, league. They still have the NWHL, which is the one still going. That's right. And because the CW, CWHL was folded, and uh, like Brian Decker was in it. And yeah, that's Mary right. Philippe Lamoureux was in it. That's right. And then they 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 all loads of them signed up to some sort of thing to say that they weren't going to play. The, and are they called the NWHPA or something? Well, so what it is is obviously like the N, just like there's the NHL, which is like a business and the league, and then there are franchises of the NHL. Completely separate to that is the players sort of the players union or whatever it is uh, they call the pa players association that's, that's what they call and, it and um and so in the same in women's hockey whatever the league is or isn't and whichever leagues there are completely separate to that is the women's hockey uh association and so it's there that um you know there's there's a bunch of work going on behind the scenes and, and they're trying to find the right league set up for themselves and everything else so Watch this space. We're really hoping for great things there, and I'm sure that when it all settles down and they figure it all out, they'll um, be coming out with an amazing league, and, and I can't wait for it to happen. So, anything else from the All Star game, though? So that was the that fantastic women's um, hockey game. Um, so obviously, uh, we had quite a few Leafs players this year. Mitch Marner was in it this year. That's right. Anderson People's was pick. in it this year. Uh, Matthews was meant to be in it, and he hurt his wrist. That's right. But the good thing about it, and um, was uh, that he that he. Uh, so his he, he had a bad wrist basically. Yeah. It wasn't like awful because he obviously played the next game played Nashville. That's right. Um, but he he um he was so he's so committed to the Leafs that he literally he he said oh, my my arm hurts but I'm not gonna even risk it not even for fun all star all star game yeah. kind of thing I'm yeah. just gonna get it sorted and get ready for Nashville next, in the playoff game, run. You know? Every game counts. Yeah, we're still you know still trying to uh, um, recover from the, our crappy start. Um. But the uh, so so uh, but the, the save streak, for example. So oh yeah, save streak. Anderson was winning with with a streak of like seven or something. Yeah, and we're like, well, I mean, Anderson. I mean, we've we've been saying he's pretty good. Yeah, um, he was in a slump going into the All Star, but it looks like he's getting back up and ready. You know. Yep. Um, and then you also have uh, Vasilevsky, who who's looking pretty good again. That's right. Yeah, had a bit of a shake. I mean, Lightning had a bit of a shaky start, just yeah. like the Leafs. Yeah, yeah. Um. And he wasn't playing too good. Um, but the overall winner, which is... I, I'm, I'm always happy because it was in St. Louis. Yeah. But it was Jordan Bennington. Yeah. And I, I, I'm like... It was, hometown, as soon as he, hometown guy. As soon as he made that final save... Starting for St. Louis. Yeah. But as, as soon as he made that final save, you know, the crowd just erupted. Yeah. And it's just so cool. Obviously, I would have loved it if Anderson won. Yep. 
I mean, if if not Anderson, you want the hometown guy. Yeah, to you win, want right? the hometown guy for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, that was amazing. That was another another amazing part. Big upset in the fastest skater competition. Oh yeah. So Connor McDavid lost to Matthew Barzell. Yeah. I don't have the exact times, but I know that it was it was a split second. But um, yeah. I mean that's he, pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, defending champion or whatever. I mean McDavid, as everyone knows, he's probably still is the fastest skater. I mean he had that knee that knee injury at the end of last season. He might not still be fully recovered. You never know, right? Yep. But I still feel like he's the fastest. But imagine just beating McDavid and in the fastest skater competition you be know pretty amazing pretty like, amazing like when they had an interview he's like oh yeah mcdavid i've always looked up to him you know he's a really quick skier and uh, this, this just feels pretty good you know inside he's thinking oh my goodness like i've done it you know yeah yeah well some of these things it's just like the olympics right so you've got you've got an event you know let's imagine speed skating or something like the actual olympic speed skating you've got all the fastest skaters in the world there they're all just as good as one another so it's always going to come down to a bit of luck on the day right so there's it's you know are you going to have luck out and have the day of your life or are you going to be slightly off or whatever you know yeah 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 so anything can happen but uh no it's great to uh, uh, another great event and um you know mcdavid gets knocked down a notch there but whatever great to see a new champ um and th- so there was a bit of um controversy on the accuracy shooting there okay yeah so that usually as well that's been going for decades right that, yeah that's the main that's that that was that's always changed the, change the format of it but yeah i mean the the principle and the idea is the same that's right? it yeah you got to hit targets as quick Prove as you're possible really good. <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> but they they've they've um they've the, everyone says they overdid it with technology so what they did is they have a tv screen yeah with sensors and it would sense where the puck was and it had like right. virtual targets so they yeah. could change it it was cool because they, they changed the targets to like specific things so they change it to your face and your number yeah and um like or like your total points or something or like first or second all-star game that's right um but basically they have, they have so they have to have a piece of glass in the front so they don't smash the tv every time right yeah um and after the after the second go it chipped so the whole thing messed up and just started breaking random targets yeah yeah and there's also a video of someone hitting the corner of the glass yeah because it shook the glass it set off three of the targets no no it set off one of the targets but it completely missed by like a mile (laughs) and the the dude and and you see the dude keep shooting and they're like and he's done and he's got this and the dude's still shooting he's like i didn't even hit it It, yeah yeah. (laughs) and i've won or whatever well, so so there was that, and then there was that crazy. I don't. Know, did you mention it? The earlier? shooting the stars. shooting stars thing, which so, I thought was great. I would love to have a go at that. I mean, it, it's pretty cool. It, yeah. It's a cool concept. Yeah. Apparently, no one really liked, especially being there when they were all like going up one by one up the stairs. You know, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, just get on with it. Like, yeah, be up there, be up forever. there. Give them the interview or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, make yeah. them talk yeah. when they're up there and give them the. Um, That's it. Whatever, or announce it as they're up there. You know, they just do a wave like yeah. in every other competition. Yeah. 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 Um, so they don't, they didn't have the format tweaked, but but the event I mean, the, the event itself right? is cool. No, yeah. Um, and the other thing they had is the most points they had is the biggest target, which is kind of weird when you're trying to hit like you you wouldn't have the ten point target as being the the big target. You know, you'd have that one point or you know kind of like a dartboard. Yeah, but remember that. So the ten pointer, which is the one that they all went for, obviously every yeah. everybody shot only at the ten point target. Um, uh, Hillary Knight did a hell of a job there. Yeah. Um. And, uh, and and actually, so you're doing a bit of a disservice. So it was a huge, a huge hole, but only the top sort of third of that was uh, was actually the the net bag that you're trying to get the puck into. So yeah. you could go through the hole and not end up in the bag. So you had to top shelf it in that hole, and that hole was standing like up quite high, and the angle looked horrendous. So I mean, I think it was way way tougher than it probably looked. Okay. Yeah. But um, I mean, it it was it was still kind of cool, and you had um, both both uh, Brady and Matthew Kachuk. 
Yeah, and, and their dad. And Keith Kachuk and came Keith in. Was there. He had yeah. a shot, missed terribly, but I mean, it's kind of cool seeing him there. That's it. With that, both of his sons. Yeah, we've mentioned them before because the Kachuks have um, a real presence in the hockey camp world in Ontario. And loads of us that grew up playing hockey around there went to uh, Walt Kachuk's, um, which is Keith's dad, I think. Okay. So multi-generational family of uh, hockey players. But yeah, they were all there, there with their dad, and that was totally awesome. Um, Mitch Marner was sniping him as well. That's it. Yeah, that was Mar- pretty sweet. Marner was there, cracked a couple. Um, who won that event? Patrick Kane. Oh, Kane. But did. remember, it was the overtime decision, so they had to have an extra shot because that's they, they, right. They both he was got, like, tied with Mitch. They both got like twenty-five, twenty-four, that's or something. That's right. And they had to, and they had to uh, do a sudden death, like one-on-one shot each or something like that. See, the thing is, everyone thought Mitch Marner's first shot went in the ten. But apparently it hit the top, but you didn't hear it. Yeah. So that's kind of the, like, people, you know, saying, you know, Mitch Marner might got snubbed there. I mean, yeah. I, I hope he got snubbed, and, you know, he was actually just so amazing. But. <laughs> well, listen, there's so much more to talk about. Um, I want to move on from the All-Star game. I want to talk about, there's a new, um, uh, somebody's been uh, reached out to us and talked to us about a new, really cool uh, fantasy hockey league yeah, that go they on. got up and running. I'm okay. going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, we want to talk about how the Leafs are doing. Yep. And also last night, the Battle of Alberta. Yep. Which was totally amazing. No, yeah, that's A couple cool. other things to talk about, but um, Scott's going to join us. Scott's back on the show today. Yeah. Uh, so we should see if we can get him on now. Okay. Do you, do you want to hear one last... It's an AHL All-Star stat, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, okay. You might like it. Yeah, yeah. If you forget so, that the other leagues have their All-Star events as so well. So the... I mean, everyone knows the best All-Star uh, game weekend is uh, the KHL, you know, because they, they do some crazy stuff. Like, yeah. You see... Um, so the coach had a clipboard made of cookie. So he was doing. So he was writing stuff down, and then it zooms in on his face, and he just takes a huge bite out this out of his clipboard. That is madness. And um, the, instead of flipping a coin to see who starts, yeah, they flipped a note, and it landed perfectly on its side. Yeah. So no one won. <laughs> it was yeah, kind of like dead. Like so weird. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. And like they yeah. had, they had like the goalies were taking penalty shots as well on the save streak thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Um, but uh, the AHL had theirs, and um, you had um a player, uh, Ma- Martin Furk. Yeah. Um. Of the, uh, Ontario Rain. Right. Uh, which I believe is the feeder team for, or the farm team for the uh, Los Angeles Kings. Right. But they did uh, the CCM hardest shot. So there's this uh, sponsored by CCM, and um, he um he broke the record. Really. And he broke. If he was in in the NHL, he broke that record too. Right. Do you want to hear how fast he went? Yeah. Yeah. 109.2 miles per hour. What? Dude, that, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. And uh, he, yeah, so he um he's uh drafted by the LA Kings and everyone's saying after, why have you not drafted this guy who can yeah, shoot yeah. it harder than anyone even in the NHL right now? Yeah. You know? Oh, you got to have more than a hard shot though. That's just like being extremely tall and saying you should draft him for the NBA. You got to have a game as well. I mean, he's probably pretty good, seeing as he's in the AHL anyway. Yeah, no, yeah. But I mean, yeah. if you if you had to have a hard shot, that makes you consider them, you know. For sure, for sure. Well, um, so that's totally awesome. Listen, let's get Cliffy on though. I want to talk yeah. about some UK. Huh? Oh yeah, hundred percent. All right, uh, let's go see him now. Yep. Cliffy's notes. Hey everybody! So we got um, Scott Antcliffe back with us. Scott, are you there? I am indeed. Good afternoon, guys. Hey, fantastic to have you back. So, Scott, people that um, regularly tune into the podcast know that Scott 
uh, is a great friend of ours who lives in the northern part of the country, and uh, he's also really has his finger on the pulse of of what's happening in sort of the elite leagues of the UK hockey scene and that and that sort of thing. So, Scott, it's great to have you back on again. And I'll and and from what I've seen on social media, there's been loads happening around the UK. Yeah, firstly, it's great to be back, guys. And yeah, it's definitely been a busy couple of weeks. Um, firstly, well, there was elite league competition last night, so I'll go over the scores. Uh, the Belfast Giants beat the Cardiff Devils 1-0, uh, which is quite a low-scoring game for, for the Elite League. Uh, the Sheffield Steelers um, suffered a heavy defeat on home ice against rivals Nottingham Panthers 5-1. Manchester Storm lost at home to Guildford in overtime 2-1. Uh, the Glasgow Clan lost on home ice in the shootout to the Dundee Stars 3-2. And the Five Flyers also lost on home ice to the Coventry Blaze 5-2. So some interesting results there. Wow. There was some great, yeah, yeah. some great hockey there. Yeah, definitely. So the Steelers game, I didn't go to myself. Normally I'd, I'd be there um, with obviously having a season ticket, but I was at a football game coincidentally in Nottingham last night. Really? Uh, so I missed the game, but from all accounts, it sounded like the one to miss if any, the Steelers played pretty poorly. I know we've had a, a bit of a string of um, injuries and so I think we were due a bad game. I think there's a bit of flu going through the team and everything. Um, but the Steelers are back in action uh, tonight against the Guildford, Guildford Flames. So other games tonight. So the Steelers take on Guildford in Guildford. The Coventry Blaze take on Manchester Storm in Coventry. Belfast um, take on Cardiff Devils once again in Belfast. And Nottingham play host to the Five Flyers uh, in Nottingham. Another uh, some uh, some interesting fixtures tonight for sure. Another full card of hockey, and so people can people listening, they, they, you can tune into some of these games, can't you? Some of them, some of them do uh, their own sort of like uh, online broadcasts or whatever, and also free sports cover some of these games too, don't they? Yeah, they do. So free sports tend to do uh, roughly a live game a month, and then they have the highlight show, which comes out, I believe, on a Thursday evening. Yeah, um, and then. Um, like you say, many clubs, except for the Glasgow clan, Nottingham Panthers and Guildford Flames, all the teams do a webcast, so they stream the games online, and uh, the prices vary between £89 to about £12, and fans can sort of buy that for a one-off purchase, and they can uh, view the games. So I've done it uh, on many occasions this season for, for those sort of further trips like Cardiff and yeah. um Fife and Dundee, obviously, where uh, it's going to be a bit of a struggle to get up and down there. But then local games like the Nottingham and the Manchester, um, Coventry, we do tend to go to those ones, um, time permitting, and obviously if that fits in with sort of our schedules as well. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah, and they are great. I mean, the, the quality is surprisingly good on some of those webcasts as well, considering that they're just essentially doing it themselves. We've watched a couple as well, and uh, and it's also, I mean, anybody that can get actually physically get to the game should go to the game and buy a ticket and that sort of thing but it is a nice little money saver too if there's a few of you that that are in the same household and want to get around the telly it's it's cheaper than or it's about the price of one ticket generally uh yeah to to watch it so a couple of you can 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 go in on it to watch a game at home but it's great to see more and more hockey over here getting um that, uh, that you can somehow tune into and watch a broadcast of so that's really great um, what, yeah, absolutely. What, what other what other news around around uh, UK hockey? 
Yeah, so the cup competition, the Challenge Cup, the Sheffield Steelers have made it through to the final against the Cardiff Devils. So the Steelers um, came through to the final via, via way of beating uh, the Nottingham Panthers. Not the Nottingham Panthers, sorry, the Glasgow clan. Yeah. Um, so they beat them 9-1 in over, overall over two games in aggregate score. So they uh, had a 5-1 uh, lead up in Glasgow and then... They came into the second leg on Wednesday last week with a 4-0 win on home ice against the Glasgow clan, so a 9-1 aggregate victory. And then they faced Cardiff, who defeated Nottingham uh, over two legs. So, uh, And then the final is going to be at the Viola Arena in Cardiff on the 8th of March. So technically, Cardiff on the home team, even though technically they, they are, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's their venue, but because Steelers were the highest-ranking seed in this competition, they are technically the home team, so they get the home bench, I believe, and they get the uh, second change, uh, sorry, the first, uh, second line change, sorry. Yeah. And I'm not sure how it goes in terms of dressing rooms and everything, um, but I, I should think the Cardiff Devils would want to keep their own dressing room. So so, um, so I hear what you're saying, I sort of get the detail of that, but why, so why is it not being played in Sheffield? Um, so basically, what what happens at the start of the season? Yeah. Uh, clubs put in a tender for um, hosting oh, basically the Challenge okay, Cup. Okay. And I think some teams, you know, either want to host it, some teams don't. And um, essentially, yeah, they they sort of put together a tender to um, have the competition there or okay. the final there. Okay. And Cardiff have had it for the last couple of years. I think Sheffield had it uh, previously. I think. About 20, 2016. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So it's going to be interesting. The, steel, uh, the tickets went on sale over the weekend um, yesterday. Yeah. And there's fifteen hundred tickets for both. Yeah. Um, the Cardiff fans and the Sheffield fans. So with the capacity being about three thousand in Cardiff. Yeah. Um, so I think they're you know selling pretty quickly and. It's all set up to be a, a good game. Awesome, awesome! Such a great rink to see a to see a game. So, so it's a, one a bit like one of the things like a host in the Olympics or something. Cardiff themselves might not have been in it. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So it could have been a bit of a gamble for them. But they're um, in. It. They could have. Yeah, and, and the game against Nottingham was pretty close as well. I think overall. The aggregate score, I think there was only a goal or two in the, the aggregate score in, in total. I forget what the score was now. Um, but it was a pretty close, hard, hard-fought game from what I understand. Um, so that kind of nicely segues on to uh, looking at the standings. So speaking of Sheffield and Cardiff, they are number one and number two. Um, Sheffield are currently top of the league with uh, 57 points from 41 games. And they scored a staggering 178 goals. Uh, this season. Wow. So, yeah, they've got a lot of offensive firepower. Um, then Cardiff are currently second in the standings. They've played four less games than Sheffield and are currently seven points behind. Uh, Belfast are um, third with 50 points from 39 games. Nottingham fourth with 46 points from 37 games. Coventry Blaze with 43 points from 38 games. Guildford Flames 41 points from 36 games which means they're in six. Uh, there's the Glasgow clan with 35 points in 39 games in seventh. Manchester Storm with 33 points in 38 games uh, in eighth. And then Dundee um, in ninth with 32 points from 40 games. And then the poor old Five Flyers, who had a pretty encouraging start to the season, yeah. where they seem to have tailed off. They're now uh, at the bottom with 25 points in 39 games. So they're 
seven points adrift of the Dundee Stars in ninth. Wow. Yeah. Um, bit of a dogfight at the bottom. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's pretty close overall because, I mean, from ninth to sixth, there's only, I guess, um, seven points separate. So it's, it's pretty close still. Yep. And then the middle sort of order as well from um, fourth to um, seventh, there's only another sort of ten points there as well. So it's, it's pretty close. Um yeah, pretty close league this season. So I think for me personally, the the title is going to go either to Sheffield, Cardiff, or uh, Belfast. But for me, it's looking more like Sheffield or Cardiff. And hopefully, for me, the former, um, it'd be yeah. preferable with Sheffield winning. But time will tell, and we'll see. Awesome, awesome. Well, some great, some great results there, and uh, love to see Sheffield in the top because, of course, we're they're sort of our. Mm our adopted club as well so um so that's great so so some great news there what else is happening around hockey yeah so it's been um a pretty big uh weekend the previous weekend on the 25th and 26th of january the elite league had their first ever pride weekend um with the hashtag hockey is for everyone yeah and then on the sunday yeah it was a really good weekend all the teams wore uh, special jerseys cool um and it was you know a really well-run weekend and obviously promoting awareness of the LGBTQ plus community. So, yep. um, and then on the Sunday, uh, the Manchester Storm defenseman Zach Sullivan announced via Twitter uh, in the morning that he was uh, bisexual. So, becoming the first known pro hockey player to come out as being as being gay. Wow! Uh, and he said the following statement on his on his uh, Twitter. Um, I'll read it verbatim. Uh, With this being the first ever Pride weekend, I feel now is the best time to speak out about what I've known about for many years. I battle with mental health problems over the issue, and with the support, understanding, and acceptance from my family, friends, and teammates, I finally feel ready to say I'm bisexual. I've never been more proud to wear a jersey before, especially one that celebrates all gender identities and sexualities. So a very you know, big uh, piece of news there coming from Zach Sullivan and yeah. you know, that was extremely well received obviously around the league what a brave and guy fans alike so absolutely a very brave guy and um, you know using his sort of platform there to reach more people and hopefully inspire people who are in a similar situation or on that same journey to maybe uh, come out and have the courage to do exactly what Zach did so you know kudos to him and you know, it's great to see um, that he's, you know, he's, he's lifted, I guess, that weight off his shoulders, what you mentioned about, and um, for sure, you know, fair play to Zach, and you know, we, we wish him obviously nothing but the best, and we Absolutely. admire his, his strength and courage. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Do you know what's interesting is, and so unquestionably, really brave Zach, then, and that's amazing, an amazing event last weekend. And um, before you came on, Finn and I were talking about the All-Star game and, and again, the, the massive mm. presence of uh, women's hockey there. It's just, yeah. doesn't it feel like it's just a golden era for hockey at the moment? That it that a sport that in some corners could be viewed as being quite conservative and quite old school is actually really progressive at the moment. And, uh, and it's so exciting to see. Absolutely. And it's, you know, hockey's definitely going in the right direction. And like you say, with the women's game overseas and even in the UK, um, you know, to see how well, obviously, the likes of the Brighton Queen Bees and mm. other teams are doing. And, um, you know, the GB women's team as well. It's, it's great to see 
um, you know, the women's game going from strength to strength as well. And, um, you know, we're definitely, uh, obviously, big supporters of the women's game here sure. on the UK Hockey Fan Podcast. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, it just, you know, the message around hockey is for everyone. Just, you know, it's just amazing. You know, it is, an, it is a totally inclusive sport. And that's one of the reasons why I know that we all love it. So, no, that's an amazing, absolutely. what an amazing story. Um, yep. So. A- anything else happening around? God, that's, uh, that, yeah, there's a lot so going on. I, I, yeah, it's been very busy, um, and uh, obviously it's kept me busy uh, yeah. compiling my notes. So <laughs> For sure. The last, last, uh, yeah, the last piece of information is that the Great Britain senior national uh, men's team are uh, in a Olympic qualifying tournament this weekend coming oh, yeah. up uh, in Nottingham. So from Thursday the 6th to Sunday the 9th of February at the Motor Point Arena in Nottingham, uh, Great Britain, Hungary, Estonia, and Romania will battle it out with the women's team going through to the final qualifying in August for the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. So uh, a big tournament there. GB start the tournament against Romania on Thursday the 6th of February before facing Estonia on Saturday the 8th of February and Hungary in the tournament's final game on the Sunday the 9th of February. And uh, with that, Peter Russell announced his GB team. Uh, Do you want me to give uh, a quick run through of that? Yeah, do, do. So netminders are Ben Bounds and Jackson Whistle. Awesome. Nice. Uh, the, yeah, so Boundsy obviously we're a big fan of him. Yep. Um, the defensive core uh, comprises of Josh Josh Batch from the Cardiff Devils, Dallas Earhart and Travis Earhart, who were both uh, Canadian but have British passports. They play for Manchester and Glasgow. Um, then Stevie Lee of the Guildford Flames, Ben O'Connor and Davey Phillips of the Sheffield Steelers. Mark Richardson of the Cardiff Devils and Paul Swindlehurst of the Belfast Giants. And then moving on to the forward ranks, there's Ollie Betteridge of the Nottingham Panthers, Brendan Connolly, another dual national player uh, who plays for the Sheffield Steelers, also current, um, I think he's the current Sheffield Steelers top point scorer and second in the league in point scoring. Uh, Scott Conway, who's currently playing for the Atlanta Gladiators in the ECHL. Uh, ben Davis of the Guildford Flames. Robert Farmer, former Nottingham Panther, uh, he's playing for the Lausitzer Fuchsia uh, in Germany in the DL2. Luke Ferrara of the Coventry Blaze. Mike Hammond, who's also a dual national player, also plays alongside Robert Farmer uh, for the Lausitzer Fuchsia in the DL2. That's a, a mouthful. Uh, ben Lake of the Belfast Giants, uh, who's also another dual national. Matthew Myers, Cardiff Devils. Brett Polini, Nottingham Panthers. Jonathan Phillips, who's the Sheffield Steelers captain, and Ross Venus of the Coventry Blaze. So a very competitive, interesting roster. Looking to obviously uh, go through to that final qualifying stage in August uh, for the Winter Olympics in Beijing in 2022. Totally amazing. And when you hear all those guys, it's, you know, UK has some great hockey players, right? And when you hear um, those names who've been, obviously, when you it's a national team and you hear them all who've been cherry-picked off those big teams and you hear them all together in a roster like that, you think, holy smokes, you know, we have got a pretty yeah. badass team going here. Uh, Finn, yeah, absolutely. Finn and I are looking forward to the GB Canada game that's coming up. Finn, when's that? May sometime, sometime May. Yeah, so we, we jumped up, pounced on it and got some really great seats. Uh, so that's a game that we're really looking forward to coming up soon. And I'll uh, see you down there, boys, because that game happens to be on May 5th, which is my birthday as well. So I'll be uh, double celebrating um, <laughs> that one. So we'll Ooh. have to meet up and have um, an adult beverage or two, maybe. Fantastic. Live podcast, anyone? Oh. 
be a great idea. <laughs> I, I like the sound of that. No, that's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, one that's thing. Awesome. One thing I just want to mention is when you read out the GB roster, there's no mention of Liam Kirk uh, for Peterborough Peets. Mm. Is, is it is it to, due to his um, commitment to the OHL team or um, what, what's, yes. what's going on there? Um, is, yeah. Yeah. So Liam Kirk. Sorry, I forgot to mention that he announced that basically he'd like to um, be. Um, remaining, obviously, in Peterborough in the OHL. It's his sort of, I guess, his final big push to try and make it to the NHL. And yeah. he's having a really good season, although currently at the minute he's injured. Uh, hopefully it's nothing too bad. Uh, however, yeah, he sort of withdrew from the roster due to uh, his commitment to the Peets and obviously wanting to um, garner attention of, um, you know, the Arizona Coyotes who drafted him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pushed to obviously making, making the roster there. So, um, yeah, so and then obviously there's been some other big names who aren't making it due to injury. So uh, Robert Dowd, um, Sheffield School oh, yeah. player, um, he's had to withdraw with um, a bad shoulder injury. Um, so he's had to, I think he'll be out for the remainder of the season. Um, he's had an operation and, and um, poor old Robert Dowd doesn't have much luck. He then had an infection in that shoulder as well. Um, so that kind of put back his recovery a little bit further. So... Obviously, sad thing to miss out, and we wish him all the best in his recovery, as as we do um, Liam Kirk as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, for for me, I've been hearing a lot of Liam Kirk because you know you have um, players on Peterborough like um, Nick Robertson, um, Leaf guy, mm. Leaf prospect. Yep. Um, but I've, I've been hearing stuff about Liam Kirk and uh, Robertson because I'm pretty sure they play on the same line, and they've just been killing it. Um, I I believe in in the OHL this year. So I really do hope that uh, Liam Kirk does make the NHL, hopefully next year. Yeah. And then you've... Uh, yeah, like you say, they, uh, him and Robertson have, have been linking up really well. And I believe the other person on that line is uh, a player called August Hintsev. That's his surname. And um, yeah, all three of those players have had a great season. And um, yeah, it's, it's great to see him doing his thing, obviously, over the pond. Yeah, no, that's that. That's that's really cool, and it's it'll be great when he, uh, when I'm I'm gonna say when because I really I really do think he's gonna make the NHL. It's really it's gonna be really cool to say that we have an NHL player on the GB team because obviously you have uh, uh, countries like Canada and US and Russia yep. who have tons of players. Pretty much the whole roster is from the NHL. But when you have yep. um, Britain, uh, pretty pretty new new to the whole hockey thing with being. Um, in these like international tournaments when you have the world cup and things when you when you can yep. say that you have an nhl player and you have nhl caliber players or players playing in ahl ohl kind of thing it's really just gonna i, I feel like it's really gonna grow the sport you know yeah for sure for sure and they, they just seem to get keep getting better and better and i really do feel like they will they will meet the olympics because i feel like they can beat teams like estonia now if you know what i mean yeah definitely definitely uh, we're definitely on the up well a, a great piece of uplifting news to to taper things off with scott um so so much happening around uh, around the uk leagues we must make sure to to keep checking in with you and um and hopefully we can have you on the uh, on the next one as well because uh obviously we want to follow up on some of those stories where uh, some of the teams neck and neck at, at both the top and then some interesting things with fife clinging on on the bottom there too so uh so really super great to have you on scott um thanks thanks so much again for uh for being our eyes and ears in the in the uk scene no no boys it's uh, my pleasure as always and um 
I'm always here whenever you guys need me. It's uh, always a pleasure. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to having you on uh, the the next episode, and also hooking up at the uh, at the Canada GB game. Sounds good. I look forward to it already, boys. Awesome. Okay, Scott. Cheers, man. We'll uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Yep. Take care. See you guys. Always so awesome to have uh, Scott on the podcast. That dude just knows everything about UK hockey. No, it's so cool. It's great to have an insight, you know. He's a pretty handy player himself, you know. He plays with the, uh, uh, what are they called? She- uh, Sheffield Ice Tigers, who I was lucky enough to skate with a couple times when I was up there. Uh, pretty handy guy. Um, so, no, great to have him on. Uh, nice to have him on every week uh, where we can. Um, but you know what? I wanted to talk about uh, fantasy hockey. Okay. So... Every episode, we try and uh, mention our own fantasy. So we have a fantasy hockey league, and it's on the ESPN hockey app. And there's no, we have no uh, affiliation or anything else with ESPN. We only mention it just because it's a it's a good app, really user friendly, and it was easy to set up our own link a uh, league. And so we've got Little League on there. Uh, it's got us on it. Scott's on there. Uh, we've got some friends, some family, and um, even uh, some listeners are in the league. So yep. some regular podcast listeners are in there. Um, it's a, it's a, just an ongoing scrap. I mean, it's back and forth. Uh, it's really tight in the middle, for sure. Uh, Rachel Cartwright from uh, Queen Bees is in the league, and she's doing quite well. You and I are sort of floating around mid-table. Um, back, well, back and back and forth. We're we're both, we're both uh, climbing seniors. Not long ago, we're both joint last or something. That's true. We dug our we both dug our way out of the bottom. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. Uh, so it's U- UK hockey fam. Uh, you'll find us on the ESPN app if you look on there for fantasy hockey and that sort of thing. But I wanted to um, talk about this new uh, fantasy hockey uh, thing that's that's um, up and running now for in from Canada, and they're actually from I believe. Kitchener, Ontario. Okay. So uh, Finn and I, uh, as everybody knows, recently did a little hockey tour of southwestern Ontario, and we drove right through Kitchener a couple times when we were around playing. uh, I think the nearest we played to there was Dorchester, which is not too far away. But anyway, so um, they're called the Ultimate Fantasy Franchise Sports, I think, or just Ultimate Franchise. You'll find them on on social media. And uh, so their Twitter handle is at UFF Sports. Uh, so at of sports, so ultimate franchise, and they've got this great new um, fantasy league, hockey league going for people that are are really into it. Okay, yeah. And so um, it's funny because I listen to the Freakonomics podcast, so I'm not just I just I don't just listen to uh, sports ones. I listen to Freakonomics, and there's a really great episode on there about fantasy league sports, and it goes into explaining a lot more details of uh of what i would consider proper fantasy league so for us it's about um we're in a league that's pretty simple it's about you you draft a bunch of players in the beginning and and you move them in and out of your roster and that sort of thing but this one um ultimate franchise basically what it is is that there's only one league on their platform so if you think about something like an espn or something like that so anybody can create their own league and then you get your own your buddies in there. And so at the end of the day, there are tens of thousands of teams on there, really. Yeah. These guys have one platform and there's only one league on it. And so that um, and it mirrors the actual NHL itself with do you know how many franchises are in the NHL? 31 there are 31 so it has 31 franchises and so only at any one time there can only be i believe 31 uh owners 
of each uh, so one owner of each franchise so 31 players 31 teams one platform and uh, and i believe the way that they do it is they auction auction them off and so you uh you buy one a franchise okay so this is so much like it sounds really cool doesn't it no it it's, does really it's sound just cool. like mirrors the actual nhl so y- they auction off the franchise you can buy a franchise and then you're the owner of that club right and uh, and then they hold a draft, and it's exactly the same thing. So because there's only one league, and there's only 31 teams in the league, there's only one Connor McDavid, and only one team can have that Connor McDavid, you know. And so, yeah, yeah. So it works really like that, or you know, or Crosby, or anybody like that. So each franchise has a 23-person roster, so you can fill 23 people into that roster. Yep. So you know, it's it's awesome. Uh, that's the max you can have at any point. Um, I'm just looking over some of the, the notes that they sent me here, which just sounds mouthwateringly cool. Um, you can uh, you can have an empty 27-player prospect list that you can fill um, by scout through scouting and free agencies and things like that. So you can have a scout, you know, you can have a uh, you can have your own prospect pool as well. That's pretty sweet. And the list can include any prospect who's 18 years or older uh, that are not currently in the NHL, I think. And so um, all the so. And all of the trades and stuff like that, there's a commissioner of the league, which I assume will be someone from Ultimate Franchise themselves. Uh, there's a salary cap and that sort of thing. Oh, Jesus. Isn't it cool? That's pretty sweet. And so the league is set up exactly like the NHL. There's two conferences and two divisions in each conference. That's cool really that? sick. No, that's How cool really is sick. That, right? And so, um, and so the, the playoffs, the playoff format will follow the NHL exactly. Um, so this thing sounds so cool. 16 teams make it to the playoffs uh, in the in the normal format. And then so everybody within the Ultimate Franchise Fantasy League are competing for prize money. And the prize money itself is determined by the percentage of revenue from the league in that year. So they auction off the they auction off the the uh, franchises and then there's, you know, some some cash involved in drafting players and all that sort of business and everything else. And so and however the the revenue works there, when they dig into that, there's a actual prize a cash prize fund for winning this league. Does that sound cool? That's pretty cool. Um and so uh and then the scouts and the kept that get paid and everything else listen there's loads of detail here and, and we'll probably pick it up and talk some more about it on the next episode as well but i what i wanted to do is steer some steer some of our listeners towards this thing to check it out properly so i think the best so they're on instagram i've seen them on there um but they're also probably easier to spot on twitter either place check them out at at uff sports at uff s-p-o-r-t-s they go by the ha- um, the the nickname Ultimate Franchise Twitter handle at uh, UFF Sports. Check them out, and uh, not only is it a super cool sounding thing, which you know we ourselves actually might get involved in, um, but uh, they're really nice people. And so I've had a couple chats with them on Twitter behind the scenes and that sort of thing, and they just seem like a bunch of nice people. Hey, they're Canadians like us, and and uh, you know big up uh, big up Canada and big up Ultimate Franchise. So. Uh, if you're listening, check them out on Twitter. Check them out on Instagram. Um, I'm sure they must have their own website and that sort of thing. It sounds like a really cool idea, uh, and uh, you won't want to wait around. You'll want to get in on it straight away if you can. So check them out, Ultimate Franchise um, Fantasy League Hockey. Um, where should we go next? Do you want to talk about um, Battle of Alberta that happened last night? Yeah, let's go, let's go for that. I know that we haven't talked about Leafs yet. We'll come on to that in a sec. Of but, course. Uh, 
so Battle of Alberta happened last night. Battle of Alberta is over here over here in England. Uh, they have what they call derby matches, spelt derby. And that's when it's a local grudge match. So two teams geographically located near one another, and it's a big deal, and they sell out, and all the fans are right up for it and everything else. And so in Alberta, you've got two pro teams in the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames, and when they play together, it's a big deal, right? And you usually know that you're in for a few scraps, and it's all part of the uh, the pageantry of these two teams playing together. So there was a uh, Battle of Alberta game last night, Calgary versus Edmonton. Uh, Finn, what was the score? Uh, final score was uh, 8-3. 8-3, and uh, the victor? Oilers. Yeah, so Oilers demolished Calgary last night, 8-3. Uh, we won't go into all the goals there and everything else, but it was a pretty cool game. Um, made made very cool by a load of uh, fights. Yeah. It, it, you know, some... Uh, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, verging on chaos at some points on the ice. There's so much uh, so much fight action happening. And uh, highlighted by a very rare goalie fight. Yeah. <laughs> which was actually really cool <laughs> it's funny to see and and uh and it is very cool so there's a just to describe what was happening if people haven't seen it on social media already um big fight breaks out around the um around i'm gonna say around the oilers goal i think and uh so loads of loads of players uh uh pairing up pair, uh, squaring off against one another there and I believe it was the Calgary uh, goalie that came out to skate it up to centerline to watch the proceedings. And he's looking down the other end, and you can tell he's calling on the other goalie or whatever. So the other goalie comes out to sort of meet him at center, uh, center, and uh, and they go toe to toe the two goalies. It was fantastic to see. Mike Smith and Cam Talbot. Yeah, right. So that's do you right. do you know the cool thing about that? Go on. They both play. They, they were traded for each other. Oh right, yeah. So the two goals. So Mike Smith last year was on the Calgary Flames. That's right. Cam Talbot was on the Edmonton Oilers. That's right. And uh, now both of them have switched teams. That's really cool. So I they, mean, it's really interesting. They right? kind of had that matchup, and uh, Mike Smith, I mean, destroyed him. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, not only can Smith score goals as a goalie, but he can also beat the living what's it out of anyone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So a really interesting game last night. Great to see that uh, Battle of Alberta matchup. There's loads of clips all over social media at the moment. If you want to check them out, you'll see that goalie fight as well. Uh, but yeah, again, Edmonton uh, demolishing Calgary 8-3 to there. Should we jump on to talking about Leafs? Yeah, let's, let's go for that. So Leafs, obviously... Um, we are massive Leafs fans. People know that we went to see them a couple weeks ago in Toronto and all that sort of thing. Um, huge fans. And uh, this is a season that we started out expecting to do really great things um, and went immediately into a slump, uh, which resulted in the departure of our previous coach, uh, Babcock, who was great. Uh, but in his place came uh, Keefe, and, uh, who has been just an absolute genius in motivating the team and getting things back on track. So we went for a really long, uh, we went for a no-loss streak of seven games, I believe, a while back. And then we um, somebody knocked us off our pedestal there. And so we've crawled back on, and I think we're on another little streak again. Um, so where do we start? So um, I, I don't know how, back you wanna, how far back you want to go. So basically... We'll just go back the last week or so, you know, last few games. After, the, after or before the All-Star? Do, uh, do, you to, do you want me to tell you the game before the All-Star yeah, All break? Game, yeah, because the All-Star break was right in the middle of like last weekend or whatever. A week or two, Let's yeah. do one game before that. Um, 
I'll, I'll go with the most recent one. It, okay. it, it wasn't last, but we'll okay, go yeah, yeah, that. go on. So we end, we ended um, the uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, uh, the period of time, period of play before the uh, All Star break. Yep. With a six-two loss to the Chicago Blackhawks. That's right. That was a bummer. Um, they scored three three goals in the first period. Yeah, that's Le- that's old Leafs, right? And then 25 seconds in, Nylander scores yeah. with an assist going to Mitch Marner and Tyson Barry. Um, and then they score another two goals, yep. making it 5-1. And then Alex Kerfoot uh, scores to make it 5-2 five, five, yeah. uh, with assist going to Pierre Engvall and Tyson Barry again. Yeah. And then they scored another one and made it 6-2. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. not wasn't great. No, not a great way to head into the All-Star break. But, hey-ho, All-Star break... We mentioned earlier that uh, we had uh, three Leafs that made it through, or that were selected for the All Star. Uh, for, you had Freddie and um, Austin who were uh, selected, and then you had Mitch Marner who won like the People's Choice vote. Was that right? Yeah, last man in People's Choice. Yeah. Last man in vote. Uh, Austin didn't play because he picked up an injury uh, heading into. Did he get pick it up in that uh, Blackhawks game? I actually think it was in practice. I think was it. I think it because it was really random. It was like like a day before or something. He turned right. he turned up with the cast and said, "Oh, that's I, right. I won't be able to play." I'm not going to play anyway. So so that's that was a bit of a, a bitter note to head into the All Star break. But since then, things have been looking up. Yeah, but I feel like going into the All Star break, we were on a two game losing streak. Yeah, um, which isn't bad for us. <laughs> Leafs <laughs> two games is not you know nothing to start crying about. It's no game seven winning four one going into third period against Boston and oh, then losing. Dude, come on. <laughs> no, um, no, but uh, the All Star break is all, all, it's usually pretty good for all players right, uh, if you think yep. about it because you either have the All Stars who are playing because they're good enough and just having a good and they're, time. they're having fun and they're still yeah. playing hockey. So they're, they're, if you think about it, every time you play hockey, you you somehow develop a skill. You know, of course you do. You develop you, you develop something. So they're playing yep. hockey and doing that. Yeah. Or you're having a rest and just letting yourself heal up a bit you know the couple bumps and bruises from previous games that's right uh we but before going into this uh we had uh injuries with jake muzzin uh trevor moore a couple guys like that and yep. they both came back so that's all good yep um Janssen had newly come back and wasn't all completely up to Janssen form but then he gets the week off and he can practice in that week or just chill you know um just get back into the kind of mindset not not straight back in you know what i mean yeah yeah um, but after the All Star, we have played um, we played Nashville, and then Dallas, and then last night we played Ottawa. Um, so the first game was Nashville, and we won five two. Yeah. William Nylander again, that nice twenty uh, third goal there. Uh, with just going to Rasmus Sandin, the rookie Leaf defenseman, and Cody Cece, uh, making it one nil. Uh, then they scored uh, to tie one one. Zach Hyman then scores his thirteenth assist, going to Marner and Barry. Uh, in the second period, you have Rasmus Sandin scoring his first ever NHL goal. Yeah. Uh, he's meant to be pretty good. For sure. Um, assist going to Alex Kerfoot and William Nylander. Jason Spezza scores his seventh. God, that kid's good. I shouldn't say kid. That guy. <laughs> um, with assist going to J- uh, Justin Hull and Zach Hyman. Yeah. Uh, making it 4-1, and they go into the third period. They score, make 4-2, and Austin Matthews scores an empty net to keep his goal streak alive. After the uh, injury, yeah, um, with his thirty-fifth goal, yeah, yeah, um, and then you got stars of the game: Zach Hyman, number one; Freddie Anderson, number two; and Rasmus Sandin, number three. Yeah, awesome, awesome game. Uh, and then we go to Dallas. Yep, uh, which was uh, two nights ago. Uh, it, I think so. Yeah, it yep. was. It was on uh, Wednesday night, but that could be th- three nights ago. Yeah, 
Yeah, anyway. I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how the timing works. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, Dallas. We beat Dallas, so Beat Dallas 5-3. So, That's nice awesome. nice uh, 10 goals in two games. For sure. Um, to start off scoring, we have Austin Matthews. Yep. His 36th of the year going with assists going to Marner and Tyson Barry. And might I say thank you, Keith, for making this line godly. Yeah. Putting Hyman, Matthews, Marner, Barry, and, like, and when Riley's healthy, Riley. Yeah. On the same line is just disgusting. It's just amazing how how uh, he's uh, how Keith has just embraced letting them play with the guys they want to play with or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, he literally just put Matthews and Marner on the line and said, just do what you yeah, do. And they have been doing it. They have. You know? They're doing the do. Um, and then, uh, then uh, Dars come back and uh, tight 1-1. Second period, you have Zach Hyman scoring that line again with assist going to Marner and Matthews. Yeah. Tyson Barry then scores yeah. uh, with assist going to Andres Janssen. Yeah. Uh, they they uh, score again uh, to make it 3-2 at the end of the second period. And then in third period, you have William Nylander again. Yeah. It's 24th, assist going to Jake Muzzin and Alex Kerfoot. Score again to make it 4-3. And uh, then Andres Janssen gets the empty net. Do you know, all these high-scoring games for the Leafs are doing absolutely wonders for our fantasy league, aren't uh, they? Yeah, I mean... You, uh, you and I are both have teams that are so Leafs-heavy. Do, 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 you know do you know the great thing? You know that top line I was talking about, how they get all the points? Yeah. I have four of the five I players. Know, I'm furious. You have Matthews, I have Marner, Hyman, Barry, and Riley. I got Nylander. He's not in the top line. Uh, well, yeah, that's true, but I mean, he's, uh, his name got mentioned quite a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> true. He's piling the points on for me. <laughs> I got JT. I've got Kapanen. All right, shut up. <laughs> no, that's true. Right. So, uh, and that brings us to last night's and game. And then, yeah. Um, so, the shots are kind of crazy. So, you got... 30 Ottawa. Th- Ottawa. Th- yep. So, you got 36 for Toronto. Yeah. And 25 for Ottawa. Um, first period, no scoring. We watched this first period. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that was probably the f- f- farthest you've made a game <laughs> that late in a while. <laughs> we are talking about this. It is tough. It is tough. When the game uh, starts at midnight... As, as they do, uh, especially on a Saturday night, and chances are I may or may not have had a beer or two by then. <laughs> by, by midnight. Do you know the crazy thing <laughs> is that we went to Canada and we watched a Leafs game live. We were we were in bed before midnight when we would be just staying starting up till, to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's crazy. Such a, it makes such a big difference. Um, but Ottawa scored the first goal yep. to make it 1-0 in, in the, the second period. period. And then Jason Spezza comes back and ties it with assists going to Rasmus Sandin and Zach Hyman. Great goal. Power too. play goal. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. One t- one T. Yeah. <sighs> Beautiful. And then in a uh, scoreless third period, so we get to overtime. Yep. And then, um, I, I mean... The, and so, so you're uh, three on three format? Three four on th- three and three. Yeah. But we are we were on the power play, so we we're four on four. Okay, oh, that's right. Do, do you want to know what that line was? Uh, oh, so I, I think I can remember. Is this... Uh, and it's because this is a one-timer as well. We only scored on one-timers last night. Yeah. Uh, so that's Mitch Marner. Yeah, he scored, but do you know what the line was? I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. So it's Marner and uh, Spezza? No. Nope. No? Uh, Matthews? Yeah, Marner, Matthews. JT? Yep. And got to be Nylander then. Yeah, they just put four of the best forwards out and just said, good luck, boys. Go and score. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> You've got one job. I mean, the thing is that they, they're all quick enough to get back. So if, even if they somehow get get yeah. it out, then you just, you got them back. Totally. And their scoring ability is unbelievable. Amazing. So yeah, there was a bit of a dippy-doo around and that sort of thing. Um, Mitchie standing at the sort of high slot spot. And, um, and so there was a drop pass to Mitch. And then Mitch put it across, I think, to someone like JT, who put it straight back to him and... He, and Marner one, so, one-timed it from the sort of high slot. So Marner scored his 14th of the season with assists going to Nylander and Matthews. Yeah. 
So it's Nylander he did but oh, the one-two right, two right. way that Matthews right. gave the pass to Nylander. That's right, that's right. So Mitch Marner has been the first star for the last two games. Fantastic. And the third star goes to Michael Hutchinson, who oh, was yeah. in net last night. That's right. We didn't even mention that till now. The clutch. Yeah, Hutch had a great game. So that puts us in the... We're back inside the top ten in the league, and we are now in third place in the division again. So we're leapfrogged over Florida just... I think that we're tied on points, but we are sitting nope. in the third place spot. So no, so yes, yeah, so we're in for third place, but um, we didn't. Well, I, and we did overtake Florida, but Florida had two games in hand, right? But are two points behind as well. Oh right, okay, cool. So I don't care what the matrix is. I just, I just know we're inside basic, the old playoff line. Basically, what we're hoping for at this point, as voice break, uh, what we're hoping for at this point um, is basically for them. To either get exactly the same amount of points, because that will mean that we're in the wild card still. Yeah. Or. Oh, that's right. So we won't. We will be unlikely to face Boston if we're in the wild card. Isn't that right? No, we're almost guaranteed to play Boston in the wild card. Yeah, because first place, per, play, first place in the in the um plays at, the wild card. Plays the worst team in the wild card, basically. Right. So you have two teams in the wild card. So surely we want to stay exactly where we are at the moment. We'd be playing Tampa if we we stayed where we were now. I'd take my chances on Tampa for Fair sure. Fair enough. I don't want to play Boston again, please. No. I get tired of that. <laughs> can someone just rig it so that we can just don't play Boston? <laughs> anyway, so great things for Leafs. Um, listen, we've been blabbering on for ages. Do you think we should wind this up? Yeah, I've just got one more thing for you here. Okay. Um, which I, I'm pretty sure you'll find cool. It's um, to do with Gretzky and Ovechkin. So oh, yeah, yeah. This is something that's been going around for a while, I think. Okay. Um... And it's uh, it, it's kind of cool because it, it seems like Ovechkin might break Gretzky's record. Oh, which one? Which His record? goals record. Okay. The holy, total. The holy grail of records. The holy right Gretz grail. Gretz grail. Yeah. <laughs> we saw his 864th goal puck and his stick at the exhibition at the Ho- uh, Hall of Hockey Fame. Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, but here's uh, so this is the career comparison by NHL Network. Go on. So Wayne Gretzky, 894 total goals. Right. God, that's a lot of goals. That's a that's a hefty amount of goals. 0.6 goals per game average. Wow. In a long career. In his whole career. Yeah. And 185 goals in 591 games after his 30th birthday. Amazing. Alex Ovechkin, 693 total goals. I believe it's 695 now. This was a, this was a few days ago. Yeah. I mean, it's Ovechkin. You can't stop him from scoring. That's true. Um, he has 0.61 goals per game. Wow. And he's got 218 goals in 374 games after his 30th birthday. Amazing. So he's on pace for breaking Gretzky's record. If he yeah. stays in the league, about two to four more seasons. <laughs> that is, that is, uh, that's a long way off though. Do you I know mean, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. he's a full 200 goals behind. And, and you've got to keep on pace that whole time. 50. He, I mean, he gets about 50 goals a season. Yeah. Yeah. But he's well, that's have to really stay interesting. That, you know? Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that have to keep an eye on that I mean, that's that, really cool that's pretty sweet for sure it's, for sure it's always good when you have i mean it's i mean you were uh you you were young when gretzky was in his prime kind of thing <laughs> i mean you grew up watching gretzky <laughs> i did grow up watching gretzky but it must have been cool when you have things like gretzky about a break house record for goals or yeah, or yeah. the all-time oh, points yeah. and stuff I, it must that. be pretty cool and that, that none of that has properly happened in a while because they have the big ceremonies at the end of the game we get presented with like a trophy that's right that's or with right. like a plaque or something um, and that hasn't happened basically because Gretzky then took all the flipping records and yeah. then and no, and not, <laughs> no one not else can break them. Broken since no, for sure. Well, that's really that's a really cool stat, and, and we should definitely keep an eye on yep. what's I, happening I, with Ovechkin. I have one last thing, and this is something I think we discussed. That last before. thing was your last. Thing. No, no, no. I saw. I found one last thing while I was finding that. What? Okay, go on. But we'll do it quick. 
So um, there have also been the NHL has also come out with the top selling jerseys this year. I know we mentioned this the oh, other day. Oh yeah, I was really surprised by this because some of these are kind of weird. So yeah. I'll go through the top ten, and we won't really dwell on it too much. But we'll just go through. Don't the go top through 10. the top ten. Do no? the top five. Top five. Yeah. We'll do top six because Matthews. <laughs> Matthews is in the top six. <laughs> okay. Austin you wanna, Matthews. You get Matthews. Austin Matthews. So Matthews isn't is the in number, number six. six. Oh, see now, I find that astounding. As a Leafs fan, of course, I love Matthews, and we've got so many Matthews jerseys here. It's, it's crazy. But uh, but to think that of everyone anywhere in the world that's buying hockey jerseys, Matthews is one Matthews of the big is ones. A top. Six. I mean, but if if you're if you live in Toronto, which is a big city, right? You probably you, buy one you every prob- day. You probably now you even buy one every day. <laughs> but the majority of people when we were there, we were mer- either wearing Matthews, Marner, or Tavares jerseys. Yeah, yeah. If it's not one Johnny of the three. Yeah. Or Johnny Bauer. <laughs> yeah, just some random like Sundin. Sittler. <laughs> Sundin and Sittler dotted around. For sure. Anyway, um, so that's so he's six. He's fifth. Patrice Bergeron of the Boston Bruins. See, that's I'm surprised by that too. I know he's a great player, and I know Boston has a massive but fan you, base. But you would have thought it would have been more like Pasternak or Ma- Marshan or, or something. Or even Marshan, yeah, for sure. Just because they're more well-known yeah, players, yeah. you know. So that's fifth. Who you got in fourth? Fourth is also weird, because you got Connor McDavid in fourth. Oh, and yeah. I swear Conor McDavid would have a lot more because he's, he's been so the best player So if we looked at the same statistic over the past couple of years, I'm sure he would Probably McDavid. Top. Yeah, this, so the, sorry, this is, this is this season. Yeah. Um, and then in third, you have Alex Ovechkin. Oh, yeah. So, so that's, that, that, that that's kind of makes sense. That's less surprising. Yeah, for makes sure sense. that those two Big guys player. would be... Uh, yeah. Number two is kind of surprising as well. Because you've got Vladimir Tarasenko, the guy that was born on the same day as me. Tarasenko? Tarasenko. Tarasenko. So he plays for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. He's second. He's second, but I believe it could be because of the whole playoff run thing. People are like, oh, fa- shoot. <laughs> his family have been buying hundreds of thousands of them. <laughs> as soon as they win the cup, everyone's just buying them. Yeah. They're making, like, bed sheets out of them and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, number one isn't isn't too surprising, and we got Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I still find that fairly surprising. I mean, he's not mentioned as much. I mean, he's still sick, obviously. Definitely he is. And he's, he's, still, one, he's still one of the best players in the league. Absolutely. And if it, he's also probably... he. Him, Connor McDavid, and Ovechkin are probably all the guys that could ever break Gretzky's record. For I think. sure, for sure. Um, Currently but, playing, but yeah. So Sidney Sid Crosby, you, you don't hear about him as Big much Sid, as he used number to. Number one, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Right. Listen, let's let's uh, wind it up and do a, a couple shout outs, uh, as we always do, to some uh, just some some folks that we know uh, involved in the sport of hockey, either here or in uh, or in back home in Canada. Um, that have either supported us or we just know that they're all around good eggs. So uh, first up, Puck Stop uh, Hockey in Sheffield. Uh, family owned and operated shop up there. Uh, great bunch of people. Uh, we love, love stopping in there whenever we can. Uh, and we order stuff from them on um, on uh, on the internets as well. On the internets, <laughs> plural. <laughs> Multiple. Dude, well, does, dude doesn't just use Google. I was going to say uses. on the line. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) but we do order stuff from them um uh mail order some stuff from them too and they're always great great service there and everything else so that's puck stop uh they're very similar to a shop that we love back home in canada herms who we mention every time herms sport exchange in in london uh they are at warncliffe and southdale and uh (laughs) (laughs) we went there quite a few times and we had to remember that quite a few times when we were there uh a fantastic shop fantastic bunch of people uh, really, both of these places are, by the way, are experts at taking care of skates and things like that. Uh, so uh, rest assured, if you take your uh, skates to either of those places, will do a damn good job. Uh, who else we got, Finn? Um, I'm thinking, uh, you know, some, ni- some nice uh, bionic skate blades. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you know I love these guys. And uh, I, 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 ever since I got these black blades on my new skates, 
Yeah. Like, because my skates are literally black, white, black because of the, you got the white they blade do. holders. They as look well. cool. They look sick. They look cool. And they also, the blades are amazing. Super fast. Super we have them properly sharpened when we were in Canada. I yeah. think we mentioned. Um, yeah. Every, and they're just so good. Everybody's heard of step, step blades, but I mean, not, you know, these guys are up and coming. And I'll tell you what, uh, you know, everybody who's anybody will have a, a set of these blades soon enough. So, uh, you know, jump, uh, jump on it, uh, get ahead of the game. Bionic skate blades, they are fantastic. Game-changing blades. Uh, we got All Star Sports is a great shop uh, run by Ian Clark, um, really great guy. Again, independent uh, shop in Swindon in Wiltshire, uh, not too far from where we are here in the UK. Also, a uh, great crew of guys working there that, that really know their stuff in regards to taking care of skates and gear and that sort of thing. Uh, Crosscheck Clothing makes some amazing stuff. They are in Rotherham in the north part of the UK here. Uh, very similar outfit uh, that we love called Beer League Republic, uh, who you'll find on Instagram, and you can order stuff right off their Instagram page. Um, they had... Uh, they. When we went over to Canada the last time, there was a package sitting there waiting for me from Beer League Republic. Yeah. Those guys rock, totally. And their uh, designs are fantastic. Um, true Hockey. True Hockey have supported us uh, and have been great, uh, a great bunch of people for years now. And uh, we were lucky enough to get um, through, uh, through Herm's Sport Exchange in London. Uh, we got our hands on some new True Sticks for this year. So we've been using the XC series, both Finn and I. Uh, Finn's got a pair of uh, Mitch Marner Pro Stock Sticks that are wicked and have pro <laughs> had, had just done wonders for your slap shot too. Oh, 100%. And I'm using the brand new AX9. I got a prototype uh, before the public release the and it's uh, it's it's a wicked piece of kit too. Yeah, now you've got the Bourgeois yeah. um, Pro Stock AX9. That's right. And the curve on it is wicked. <laughs> it is crazy. Uh, it's a crazy stick. It's almost too much stick for me. I'm having to tone it down a little bit. But uh, gr great sticks. Uh, so thanks, True Hockey, for your continued support. Uh, we should probably just get off. What else? Uh, you mentioned Sports Green. Oh, I, we should never forget Sports Green. Sports Green, also Kitchener, Ontario. Kitchener, Ontario is like a hotbed for sport, <laughs> just uh, for, for hockey technology yeah. and great people. Yes, uh, the big up the sports screen, uh, the best piece of training kit that you can get for yourself or your family is if you've got young people. Uh, it's like a screen that comes down in front of your garage door or a wall or wherever else, and uh, you can rip pucks at it, and they will not penetrate past it's, the, the it's screen. It's so great because we have a goal as well. Because we had a goal originally, and the reason we, we we looked into the sports screen is because we were wrecking the garage door, right? That's right. We have totally destroyed the garage door. Um, but but it's so great because instead of having to drag your goal out and try and put it up and then put it away when you're done, that's it. We've got a full size goal here, but it's such a pain in the ass dragging it in and out all the time. Yeah, sports screen. You, uh, if you have the electric one, you just click it or you just wind it down. That's right. We've got a remote control for ours. It's electric. It you just click, goes away. Click it down where you're just setting up your board and pucks and totally, literally, just turn around, shoot when yeah, you when, yeah. you when you're done. All you've got to put away is your pucks. Right. That's it. That's it. No, it's great. We've had m many, many, many hours uh, delightfully ripping pucks. And so there's a goalie right on the screen itself, and that the really cool thing is is that that goalie is interchangeable, and you can have a uh, a baseball catcher on there or a lacrosse goalie. So depending on what sport you're into, you can interchange it, and uh, it's seasonal too. Anyway, great bunch of people, great company. The Sports Screen. Find them on uh, Instagram, Twitter, places like that. Get one if you can. They're so amazing. Anyway, 
on that note, I think we should get out. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate it, especially your messages on um, social media and your emails and that sort of thing. We're trying to cover the stuff that you're asking for, but if we missed anything else or you want another angle on something, just let us know. Um, keep subscribing to the podcast if you can, and you'll get an instant notification when it comes out. Don't forget to check out um, Ultimate Fantasy, um, the Ultimate uh, Fantasy Sports uh, Hockey, le- uh, Hockey League um, UFF Sports on Twitter. Check them out. Anyway, we're out of here. See you next time. See ya. The best game you can name, and the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.